Welcome to the Digital Healthcare Strategy Podcast, Episode 5, Will Telemedicine Survive the COVID-19 Pandemic? Providers turn to telemedicine to prevent the postponement of care forced by social distancing. The COVID-19 pandemic is allowing a large-scale validation that healthcare can be delivered through telemedicine. According to a McKinsey report, 54% of providers see telemedicine more favorably than they did before COVID-19, and 64% are comfortable using the current telemedicine options as a viable means of delivering care. When access to care is more challenging than ever, telemedicine is allowing virtually enabled providers and patients to experience undisrupted care at many levels. For example, on-demand virtual urgent care, virtual office visits, near virtual office visits, virtual home health services. With virtual office visits scaling 175 times from pre- to post-pandemic surge, and with providers and patients reporting rising comfort levels with telemedicine, it is fair to say that telemedicine is proving to be an acceptable means of care delivery. Telemedicine has excellent chances of being here to stay for the long haul. The same report points to considerable amounts of the following in-person episodes of care will most likely be virtualized. Like for example, 20% of diverted emergency department visits. 24% of all office visits and outpatient encounters. 9% of near virtual office visits at sites in the community like for example pharmacies, testing labs, schools, and company health centers. 35% of home health services and 2% of tech-enabled home medication administration like for example, specialty drugs that are delivered at home. COVID-19 brought to light the benefits of telemedicine. And while being myself on the delivery side of some of these technologies for more than a decade, it is essential to bring up that telemedicine it's not just virtual office visits with providers, it is much more than that. I have seen that for telemedicine to be effective, it must be used comprehensively across the continuum of care. That means that a few other telecomponents need to be deployed comprehensively so providers can for example triage urgent from non-urgent care, what I call tele-triage. Transition and follow-up with patients in remote, more convenient settings, what I am calling televisit. Assess and manage the early signs of complications or readmissions, what I describe as telemeasurement. And finally, guide and instruct the patient for self-care and treatment compliance, what I name teleguidance. We must understand that in most cases, telemedicine solutions are not a one-size-fits-all deal. It requires some degree of customization to the different service lines, clinical care workflows, therapeutic areas, and target patient populations. However, providers and patients are getting comfortable and learning how to use the different technologies while experiencing unprecedented levels of access to virtual care. It's important to keep validating these solutions through the collection of data on adoption, usability, engagement, health outcomes, and economic outcomes. We need to make sure there is relevant evidence to understand what works and which data points can support new policies that enable the long-term use of telemedicine technology after the COVID-19 pandemic period. Telemedicine has made great progress in the last five years and is helping reduce the inequalities of access to care. Telemedicine is now at the heart of healthcare delivery in many regions of the globe, and that's why telemedicine is most likely here to stay. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe to get updates on new episodes. Thanks for listening.